0: Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. We are in the midst of a series of studies that seek to answer the question, What is love? We have begun looking for our answers in 1 Corinthians 13, also known as the love chapter. There are two more things that we can learn about love from this chapter. So open your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 as we explore the supremacy of love. Before we read God's Word together, Let's prepare our hearts with prayer. Father, we thank you for love, your love, that is the epitome of love. When we look to you, we see in Scripture and we see by your grace and mercy that you are love. And Father, we desire to attain a greater understanding of love so that we might be more like Jesus, so that we might love this world love those around us in a way that honors you and pleases you. We don't desire to love the world by conforming to their lifestyle, to their behavior, but rather we desire to love the world in a sacrificial way, in a selfless way, the way Jesus did. Father, teach us, help us to be mindful of the way we treat one another Help us to be more sensitive to examining whether or not our words or our deeds, our attitudes, reflect your love. Father, we need a lot of help in this. And we're thankful that we can come to you. And we're told in your word that if we ask you anything according to your will, we have confidence that you will grant our petitions, our desires. And Father, certainly you want us to love the way you do. So give us the ability and the understanding. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we will begin today looking at verse 8 and following. In verse 8 we read, Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Last time on Drawing Near, we looked at what love does and what love does not do. Today, we'll look at the final two things we can learn about love in 1 Corinthians 13. The first, we are told in verse 8, love never fails. This idea of failing has two aspects. One, It doesn't ever stop. It doesn't cease. And the second is that love survives everything. It's this idea of never failing. Not usually doesn't fail, sometimes doesn't fail. Love never fails. Love always survives. Love always prevails. Look at love in contrast to spiritual gifts. Whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. These are significant spiritual gifts. They fail, they cease, they vanish away or disappear. Love never fails. Love always survives. It prevails. We must get this concept in our mind. Love is not some weak emotion. Love is not something experienced by the weak-minded. We don't fall into love. Love is powerful. Love redeems and forgives. Love rescues and recovers. Love sacrifices. Love is powerful. It takes a great deal of strength to love and to keep on loving. Now, when we're talking about love here, we're not talking about the typical love that we as human beings understand. We're talking about God's love, agape love. This type of love, this agape love, survives. It never fails. So we can almost hear the question, can't we? Just how long do I need to keep on loving this person? How long do I continue putting up with their behavior or their ill treatment of me? How long do I suffer with this person? How long must I be courteous How long must I deny myself and my needs and my interests? Love never stops. Love survives all of those things that challenge it. We are told in verse 9, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. And that's a reference to the idea that we cannot have complete or perfect knowledge. We cannot comprehend all that God would have us know. We have limitations. But verse 10 says, But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. Many scholars believe the perfect referred to in verse 10, that which is perfect has come, is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Others, they believe that's referring to the kingdom of God. The idea that the perfect is coming means there is going to be a second coming of Jesus Christ, and he is going to usher in his kingdom in which we will have complete knowledge and understanding as we are glorified with him. Right now, we struggle to love with the agape type of love. There's nothing wrong with agape love. The problem lies with us, who are incomplete and imperfect. We struggle to love with this divine, godly type of love. But the time is coming when the partial will be done away when we will be able to embody and experience this love perfectly. Verse 11 says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child and I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. And it is a further reference to the fact that we are limited in our understanding, and our grasp of these spiritual things. There is a time in our spiritual life when we are spiritual infants we drink the milk of the Word of God. Our understanding of the things of God are infantile and immature. And as children, we behave according to that limited understanding. I think there's hope in verse 11 because Paul says, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, we are to put away a carnal or worldly type of love or affection, and we are to put on the image of Christ, we are to put on the new man we're to put on maturity and agape love. We can grow in our ability to love one another the way God loves us. We can grow in this. When he says, I put away childish things, it requires a deliberate effort. It is a choice with regards to how we love. Verse 12, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. In other words, right now we're looking through this glass And we can't really see what's reflected in it very well. It's almost like it's frosted. But when Jesus returns, we will see face to face. We will see clearly. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am also known. We will have complete knowledge and understanding. That knowledge that is going to be complete will also be a complete knowledge and understanding of the love of God. There's hope here. We are going to grow. We are going to be changed. We are going to be glorified. And with that comes a complete knowledge. This is a beautiful promise from God's Word. Finally, verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, and love these three. These are the three great characteristics of the Christian faith faith, that ability to trust in God and all that He says and all that He does especially through the work of Jesus Christ in redeeming us. Hope, confidence in the promises of God and putting our hope on the eternal things of God. And love, agape love, what we've been discussing. These are the three things that remain, abide, last. But the greatest of these, the pinnacle, the chief, is love. Many people want to grow in their faith. Many people want to grow in hope. We ought to be growing in faith and hope. But the most important thing we can do as a believer is love. Love the way God loves. Love agape love. And we must bend our will in this direction. We must resist the urge to capitulate to the whims of the world around us, to break down in the face of a constant barrage of unloving behavior toward us. We must continue to love when those around us resist our love. We must love as God loves. And aren't you thankful for the love of God that never fails, that never ends, that pursues us as we are sinners and alienated from him? He pursues us until he finds us, and then he brings us back into the fold. It is the love of God that sends Jesus to the cross. Aren't you thankful for the love of God? Don't those around you need to see that love and experience that love they can through your life father in heaven we thank you again for love we thank you for your word that not only clearly tells us about your love but does so in such a beautiful way a way that makes us desire to love like you do the way that makes this kind of love although it requires such great strength it is attractive to us More importantly, we thank you for our experiencing your love. We know what this love feels like. Lord, help us to love. Help us to extend the love that you have extended to us. Lord, work in our hearts. Help us to stop being childish and petty and to be mature, to act like spiritual grown-ups. Oh, Father, all of those around us need this kind of love. Help us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.